So okay. I'm standing there and I'm like, it's really smoky in here. <laughs> and it's not weed smoke. And it's not, I, I don't know what it is. So I go over to the guy and I'm like, hey man, like, were you smoking in the bathroom? And he's like, oh yeah, I just smoked a bunch of DMT in there. Oh boy. And, and I was like, oh my God. And he's standing there with me and he's got throwing knives and he's throwing knives at this dartboard. <laughs> and he's like, do you want to throw knives with me? And I'm like, um, no. <laughs> Welcome back, Bannock folks. You're listening to another episode of Bannockdotes, the one podcast in Ontario that's holding it down for the underground sound, showcasing unsigned bands from genres such as hardcore, screamo, metal, punk. We take some of those musicians from Ontario, bring them on the show, and have them tell some of the wildest stories they have from being in a band. Any sort of anecdote they have from being in a band. Therefore, the name Banecdotes. How you doing, folks? I'm glad you're with us today. I got some exciting news here at the Banecdotes camp. I got a brand new logo done up. You can check it out at our Instagram at Banecdotes, B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. Yeah, it's like a metal-looking logo, hopefully making shirts out of it. You got to let me know, folks. Would you buy T-shirts? I don't know how I would set it up. Probably just do local local stuff because that's who's listening right now. So let me know if you would buy a Banecdotes t-shirt because uh, I'm thinking about making them and I don't want to go ahead and pull the trigger on them if nobody's going to buy them. Don't forget to like and subscribe in whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether it be Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, Google, Stitcher, anything of that sort. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, follow us. Make sure you're telling us that we're doing a good job here at the Banecdotes Camp. And uh, yeah, if you want to be a part of the show in any capacity, if you want to be a guest, or if you want to have your music featured at the end of the month where we do the new Music of the Month episode, shoot me an email, banecdotes at gmail.com. And hopefully live music is opening up soon because uh, my one band, Sinner, has a couple dates coming up in the fall. I can't announce them just yet, but hopefully soon. Maybe by the next episode, I'll be able to plug some dates. And yeah, hopefully that's the idea. Uh, We don't want to go into another lockdown. We all got our vaccines, so uh, we're, we're willing to make this work. And as it is right now, we have some dates penciled in. Obviously, nothing set in stone, and we're ready to prepare to kibosh the whole thing. But yeah, we 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 got together yesterday for the first time, and I think this year actually, I think the last time we did anything was our Halloween live stream that we did last year. And uh, you know, it was like you know nothing had changed. We managed to get cooking on some new tunage. So uh, yeah, people who are st- Listen to the show who are stoked on the band. Get stoked about that. And Hellbent, uh, we're still working on that EP. I know I mentioned uh, during the Joey episode that uh, we're going to have a cover EP or uh, with a bunch of stuff. I think we chopped a bit of those track lists in half and uh, maybe put out a collection of EPs of covers. I don't know what we're going to do, but there's stuff in the works and maybe, maybe September... I don't know. I can't promise you anything with Hellbent. Thing is, uh, we just kind of go and play by ear, and that—that's how we roll with the 
Roll with the punches on uh, with Hellbent. This week, the sponsor is Feetsies, the portable foot bath. Now, have you ever been on a long commute on a plane, train, or automobile and thought to yourself, I've got some time to myself, some time to clean my feet. I don't do this often enough, or I don't do it at all in the shower. So you brought your feetsies, the portable foot bath. You bust it out. You got to use the portable foot bath feetsies water that it comes with. You can't use tap water. Toss it up, take your socks off, and let your feet cook. And then it's got a massage option that it can uh, scrub all the dead skin off. And uh, when you're done, you can expel the water either on an airplane bathroom or if you're on a train or bus, you could just toss it out the window. It's no big problem. That's feetsies. And they're great. They're the best portable foot bath that I, that I recommend. This week, feetsies is offering a discount of 20% off of their retail price. Make sure you go to feetsies.com, F-E-E-T-S-I-E-S. Dot com slash banecdotes b-a-n-d-e-c-d-o-t-e-s and type in the promo code phil p-h-i-l or p-h-i-l-l one l or two l doesn't matter and you can use and redeem your 20 percent off today make sure that's feetsies the portable foot bath it doesn't matter if people think you're gross in public you need your foot bath this week my guest is ben begbie he does vocals in a band called Still Numb that just released a debut EP called For Those Still Holding On in May of this year. He also plays drums in a band called Gao Jiao, and he's also a tattoo apprentice at a shop in Toronto called Dark Saint Tattoo Company. Him and I mostly talk about Still Numb because that's more of his baby, whereas Gao Jiao was a project that he joined after it had started. Still Numb had just released their EP, so we talked a little bit about that. He recorded it with Davis in the church, probably one of the last projects that Davis did in the church because, as you know by now, Davis has moved in with my homie Nick at Schoolhouse Studios out in Dundas. But Ben and I talk a little bit about tattoos, some of the ones he likes to tattoo, some of the ones he doesn't like to see. Uh, we also talk about the title fight wall. I don't know if you folks have heard fans of title fight. Um, the, the hyperview album cover is just a mural, uh, somewhere in Kingston, uh, the title fights hometown. Apparently that's being torn down or something like that. And, uh, Ben and I talked a little bit about that. So yeah, we had a great conversation. I'm going to get the show started off with a song by gouge out. This is nine eyes here on Banecdotes. <laughs>
Ben. Hope you're doing well. How's your day been so far? Not too bad, Phil. I just got back from our jam space, the kill room. I left my keys there, so that's why I was actually a little late for our interview today. You the, you jam in the kill room, eh? Yeah, yeah. We rent a monthly practice space there. We've been doing it for quite some time, obviously not using it during COVID. Right. Um, as well as I've, I've been doing some painting there, or rather procrastinating on doing a mural there. <laughs> How cool. That's super cool. Um yeah, and the kill room is is like a DIY venue spot in Hamilton. I've actually Hamilton Hellbent's never played there for some fucking reason. It doesn't make sense. Okay, yeah. So essentially, it's explaining the kill room for people that don't know. It's um, an indoor skate park. It's uh, in the bottom of a, an apartment building behind a convenience store. So it's very private. Uh, if you know, you know, sort of thing. Cool. The ramp's actually from uh, CBMK in Mississauga, which is where I grew up. So uh, me and my friends actually grew up skateboarding on that ramp. Oh, interesting. And oddly enough, live around the corner from it now. And <laughs> that's yeah, so it's a pretty neat space. That's super rad. Oh, fucking right on. Uh, what a what a good way to start off the podcast. So I, I, I've let the listeners know what you do, but tell us in your words, sorry, your words, your role in the Ontario heavy community. Um, so I play in two bands. I play in Gouja and Stillnam. I play drums in Gouja and I do vocals in Stillnam. Uh, Nate and Ayrton play in both bands. And then our drummer Graham only plays in Stillnam. He's got his own project as well, Bittersleep. Super cool, bit different than what we we're playing. Um, I also tattoo. Um, I tattoo like a lot of people, I guess, in the hardcore community, pretty much almost exclusively, it seems. (laughs) Um, These these guys love their tattoos, I'll tell you that. Um, So that's kind of uh, what I sort of give back, I think, to a lot of people is is just like, you know, meeting them and talking to them about like what they do and trying to give them like art that they like on their body. Um, We recently got into like printing our own merch and stuff. So I think we might offer or I, I guess myself would offer um, doing that to other people in the future, but I'm not too sure about how that's going to go just because everything's been so busy with going back to work and everything with COVID. Yeah. Totally. Tattooing was closed for a long time, just like any other service like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's awesome that like you and, and it's so many of your band members just, not only have one endeavor, but like what two, and then like another member of your band's got the other project. That's so cool that you got so much going on. Oh yeah, everybody plays in like at least two bands. It seems. How, how do you manage to keep, uh, you know, the one project, uh, you know, not sounding from the other? And now, now I I often get that question from, uh, you know, like a vocalist standpoint between Hellbent and Sinner, and I just try and keep it as simple as this: is Hellbent silly and Sinner's uh like serious uh like but how do you how do you keep it separate uh that's actually like a super good question uh i would say gouge out is much more leaded by our uh nate who is the singer and guitarist in that band and uh he sort of like writes a lot of the riffs and like and like has the main ideas for what that project is and then me and Ayrton sort of like do our own parts to flesh out like what we do and don't like. But for the most part, like Nate is definitely the creative genius behind Gouge Out and like um, kind of our guide to that style of music, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Still Numb, it's like a bit of a different story, I guess. Um, me and Ayrton kind of created the band, I guess, 
probably about 2018 we started like writing our first songs together and it was just me and him and like we essentially wrote everything like the drums bass guitar like bass guitars and, and vocals and then we like wrote a single and just sort of like looked around for members which is how I found Nate through like the hardcore scene and like looking for a member. He was looking for a drummer. I was looking for a bassist. We found our, our drummer Graham through um, a pal Fernando and single wound. So it was kind of just like a community that got our band together. And then me and Ayrton sort of, Ayrton like writes a lot of the guitar parts and then I'm sort of in the finger pointer of yes and no. I'm the bad guy that tells um, them <laughs> what's good and what's not, I suppose. Yeah. And then we kind of build from there, you know, like we all have our own opinions on our parts. We all play multiple instruments. So it's, it's easy to be like, Hey man, like you should try this. And if like, you can't explain it, you can just show it to them. Right. Right. That, that's, that's an interesting concept. I've, I don't think I've ever had that kind of dynamic in a band. Um, that's really cool. But uh, so still numb has been a band since, what'd you say? 2018. We've been writing our EP, yeah, for about three years, I guess. It yeah. took forever just to find people and, and make sure it was perfect and then get money together. And and just like we, I, I think we really did our best job at making it exactly what I wanted it to be with in terms of the art and the music. And, Absolutely. And so it took a long time to find the right people to do that and to execute it and to make sure that we had enough practice and time into like making it awesome. And like, it's like the most, I'm the most proud of it. I've ever been of anything. I think that's super rad. That's super rad. Uh, What are, what are some of the band plans for still numb now that the, you know, for the rest of the year, now that things are kind of slowly opening up. Uh, So we have a show on September 18th. Um, Oh, nice. Yeah. Where we're going to be playing with single wound rust and trauma model, I believe. Oh, if, fuck. I, if, I, if I mess that up, I'm sorry, guys. Um, Trauma um, models are my boys. Yeah, those guys are super cool. I, we've got to play with them a couple of times with Gouge Out. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to play with Stillnum just during the pandemic. Right. Um, so we've kind of just been releasing everything online and sort of figuring that stuff out. But we're definitely excited to go back full force and like tour and, and get things going. Where, where's that show happening again? Uh, that'll be in Hamilton. I believe it's going to be at Doors Pub unless the date, ch- unless it, the venue changes over to the killer room. Hey, true, true, true. Awesome. I'm going to definitely have to come out to that show because uh, I like every band on that bill. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and for you guys that don't know Doors Pub, it's a taco and metal bar. It's got like the fast vegan tacos. Oh, it's got the best tacos just in general. Like, yeah, if, even if you're not vegan, they got the best tacos. One of my favorite things about the Doors is like, I, I you know, I don't live in Hamilton, but it, however, mm-hmm. if I did, I would be going to the Doors all the time because I know how often that they're booking bands. So that you oh, can yeah. just wander upstairs and just catch a show and whether it's busy or not that's besides the point it's that because touring bands are always doing this like i've been there when there's been an empty room and i've been in there when it's been packed and it doesn't really matter there's, there's they're always booking shows so if you ever want to ever just check out and listen to metal it's mostly metal and heaviness for the most part um yeah you can always just count on going to doors pub and then grabbing yourself a taco and just listening to metal it's like a typical like headbangers like dream oh yeah no, it- <laughs> It's great. Like they, they throw shows for, I believe like nothing, if not very cheap. Like yeah. I've seen every local band like ever. I feel like 
play there. It's it's amazing. It's good food. It gets so hot in the summertime. Yeah. So, uh, bring deodorant, guys. If you ever <laughs> go there, but no, it's it's amazing, and that's right next to Hass Village too, which is super cool. There's a bunch of awesome bars there. I I love Hamilton. I love playing Hamilton. It's such a good time. No, yeah, it's it's great, especially for musicians. It's cheap. It's like it's easy to get around. There's lots of parking. It's not like Toronto where you get screwed driving the van or something around. Yeah, yeah, the old ticket there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spend uh, all your all your uh, money earned on the ticket that you got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I noticed you also play like bass as well. So like you play like you do drums and play bass. What what? got you started playing music in general what, what was your first band you played in um so i played music ever since i was like 10 years old um Ayrton, who plays in both bands like we used to be next door neighbors like ever since we were like really young kids like maybe, oh like, cool years old so we've been like playing music together forever doing like enter shikari covers and nice. like just the the whack things you do as a child you know make, having fun and then when I was 18, I moved out to Waterloo mm-hmm. and uh, I played in a band with um, uh, Kyle O'Mara, Brendan Warden from Way the Anchor and another guy, Ryan. And we played in a band called Bricker, which was like a Waterloo hardcore band. Oh, cool. We only re- released a single and then we kind of played a bunch of shows and then it sort of fizzled out. And then we did the, uh, a pop punk band uh, with Cole Frank from Single Wound. Um, pretty much all the members of that band. Oh, um, nice. And then um, that kind of fizzled out again. And then I, I these two bands sort of came to fruition. But um, all those dudes still play it, like music. Like I said, Cole plays in Single Wound. Brandon plays in Way the Anchor. We're all still like really close friends. I live with Cole Frank, actually. Oh, really? Right on. Yeah, yeah. He uh, <laughs> shares a, a bedroom wall with me. <laughs> Tell him what's up. We'll have to have him on the podcast sometime. Yeah, I'm sure he'd love to. I've showed him the podcast. I think it's super cool. Oh, right on, right on. Look, coincidentally, I uh, I think I, I was at the you know Schoolhouse Studios this weekend, and I'm pretty sure I caught a caught a, a listen of uh, what, some of the new stuff that they were making. I think uh, it was them. I'm yeah. pretty sure. There, it's super cool. I don't want to say too much. No, but, neither uh, do I. I'll definitely say that their drummer Gabe is is quite good. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! Exactly. Yeah, we'll be we'll be listening. They're, they're all amazing. But. Oh yeah, totally. We'll be looking forward to that when that comes out. Um. So yeah, now now that we're speaking about bands from Ontario, what are some of your favorite bands from Ontario within the last year or so? What's caught your attention? Um, Trauma Lanes. I love Trauma Lanes. They're like close homies and Tachi yeah. Cinco. Good pals with Cole too. Yeah, Gay- um, Gayton from that band. Uh, but actually, Gayton and Cinco used to play, uh, or, or they used to work at the uh, at the warehouse of the uh, at a store that I used to play or, or work at play. Oh yeah, okay. So you got you know those guys from over there. Then. Yeah, I knew them before they were Trauma Lanes, which is which is kind of cool. So I actually have seen that band kind of like I'm sure you as well have seen that band just grow. And yeah, they're doing awesome stuff. They're they've got such a raw, natural sound. Yeah, Trauma Lanes for sure. So I I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, yeah, no, it's, they're cool. I would definitely love to play with them. Um, the guys in Rust, we've been talking to them briefly over uh, COVID. Super cool dudes. Stoked to play with them. Obviously, Trauma Model. I feel like I'm just saying the show that we're about to play. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good show, guys. It's uh, no, September. It's what was it? September. Uh, 
I'm well, super excited. Reliever is amazing. I really like them. Same with Deadly Game. Oh, yeah. Deadly Game just put out that single. Oh, man. They, they just bring the fire. Like, I don't even – like, they're amazing. They're yeah. just so great. And, like, uh, same with, like – I mean, Teeth is a less local band, but I would definitely love to play with Teeth. Oh, Teeth is heavy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those, those are all rad bands. Yeah, Ontario's got some friggin' rad bangers. For sure. For, there's so much talent out here. Like, um, my buddy Omar, who takes photos for the scene, he, like, just made an Ontario hitters playlist. And, like, I'll throw it on at work sometimes. And it's it's just, like, just banger after banger of, like, just local Ontario content. And what's even cooler is, like, you get to, you know all the people because you see them everywhere, right? Right, right. Yeah, amazing. I actually got to hang. Actually, I was hanging out with Omar all this weekend. Yeah, he's a super cool dude. He yeah. does awesome photography. We just recently did a, a photo shoot with Take to the Grave, which is like a tattoo apparel company. Oh, cool. Yeah, so he got uh, sent out a bunch of clothes, and we like modeled for him, and uh, they he sent them back. And they posted them online. They looked awesome. He oh, does a lot of cool stuff. Definitely hit up Omar if you want photos. Oh yeah, I I uh, I'll say it now. Uh, we I had him on the podcast. He was my first guest and my in my first in person guest that I had. Oh nice, nice. Yes, so that'll probably we're gonna save that for like episode thirty, just because it's a I guess an even number or something like that for a special occasion. It's gonna be coming out around maybe a, a week or so after this episode or so. But yeah, Omar is such a rad fucking dude. So you, you're an apprentice at Dark Saint Tattoo Company in Toronto. How, how long have you been apprenticing for? And where did you find your passion for tattooing? Um, so uh, I started in August of 2020. Is it, no, sorry, June of 2020. Yep. Uh, so I've been there. I was there for about four months, got laid off uh, due to COVID, obviously, because yeah. you can't work be a tattooer. Then I worked in Hamilton for like three weeks then Hamilton shut down and um so I've been off and on uh, like tattooing for almost a year I'd say in okay. this August but I mean a little bit of a sketchy year you know being for sure off work so long um in terms of like tattoos like I, I've always just been like a kid drawing on everything on the walls on myself like I still draw on myself now I'm a grown-ass <laughs> man like um I've just always been attracted to the culture. I got my first tattoo when I was like 15 with my dad. Like, Oh, cool. Yeah. It's just, it's just always been something I've been drawn to, I guess. I think it's like a really empowering thing to get tattooed and like to have things that you like on your body. Well, uh, what tattoo did you get with your dad? Uh, I, when I was 15, I got a, a colon cancer ribbon with a bird through it for my mom who passed right away on. cancer. Uh, which is what we wrote our, our first single about, actually, which was about me, like, losing my mom. Yeah, that's some heavy shit, man. My 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 mom actually passed away this year, early this year. Yeah, man, I, I, know, um, I know a lot of people in our community that have lost parents or lost someone very close to them, and that's what draws them to this kind of, music, like, heavy style of music is, like, the comfort of knowing, knowing someone's there, I guess. Yeah, yeah, totally absolutely is there any uh is there any kind of tattooing style that you absolutely despise sorry sorry to switch the gears there no that's cool man that's cool um i don't really like realism tattoos 
it's fair enough. It's just not my thing. It's okay. You guys can get realism tattoos. I'm not gonna judge you. The wolf. Uh, yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> the, the pocket watch lion rose thing. Like it's just not for me. Yeah. yeah. Also, I guess this new style of tattooing, if you'd even call it a new style called like ignorant style tattooing, where it just looks like children scribbles and like it's really poorly applicated and it just looks terrible. I got I, 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 I'll have to check out what you're talking about. Would you call it? Would you call it? I believe it's called ignorant style. Ignorant and, style. Yeah. And it's it's essentially just like if you ima- gave your kid a bunch of crayons and he like scribbled on a page for like five minutes and then you like slap that on someone, but like very poorly applicated. Like, I'm oh saying. boy. Yeah. It looks like something you'd get in your kitchen, but apparently like Instagram loves this or something. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, but uh, it's definitely not for me. You're not going to be doing them anytime soon. I mean, if you want to give me a bunch of money, I'll do it. But, <laughs> I mean, tattooing pays the bills, right? <laughs> Are there any well-known tattoo artists that you look up to or admire? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Everybody at High Five Tattoo in Hamilton, we just got, me and my roommates just got tattooed there the other day. Like, Steph Neal runs an amazing shop. Morgan McDonald, I've been tattooed by him a bunch. He's so awesome. Um, the people that, like, run Take to the Grave uh, and that clothing line, are, like, are absolutely phenomenal. There's, I mean, as an artist, I'm sure you, like, with anything, you look up to so many people. I feel like I could go, I could list, list people for forever. But definitely, like, um staff and morgan at high five franz at uh baby bird yeah also in hamilton insane the dudes over at john street in hamilton are insane i, I the people at my work they're not famous but they're fucking awesome too camille tattoos uh she did my back piece wow um it's full, we're like fully done now it took 25 hours it was a Damn. lot of pain i'm super happy with it <laughs> Look up Camille tattoos. She's sick. Caroline tattoos as well. Like has done me and a bunch of people in the hardcore scenes like tattoos. And then my boss, Michelle Mosquettis, like she just is good at everything. Like, I don't know what to say about that. Like <laughs> she could just do it all. Eh? She's the Dick Van yeah, Dyke. Anything that walks through the door, she just kills it. So right on, right on. Like, so shout outs to the people at Dark Saint. Like you guys are homies. Hey, you heard it here. lastly before we get into some anecdotes with each other what's a tattoo that you really want to tattoo but you haven't been able to uh, like you haven't had the opportunity to hmm there's a bunch of stuff uh me and cole have been sitting on this like um it's a it's a crawling panther with eagle wings and a snake tail okay so that's one I'm definitely super stoked on. I'd like to move to just like more detailed large scale work though, just because like it's it's more interesting. There's better money in it. Um, right. So I think I'd like to move to more large scale work, but definitely that Panther is something we've been sitting on for quite some time. Um, but yeah, you know, if anybody wants like a sleeve or something, hit me up. <laughs>
right on. So let's get into some anecdotes. Tell me uh, your wildest stories from being on the road or in the studio or anything in between. So I talked to the guys and um, we, we decided to go with these two. They're both from Gaujo just because we haven't really been able to play with still none. Right. And, and do too many things with them outside of like our own group and the internet, of course. Mm-hmm. So our first story is, um, so our friend Asma, he moved here from Japan. He didn't speak any English. He was like an ESL student. And he moved in with Nate. So I'm talking to him. He doesn't really know a whole lot of English, but we're chatting. And I'm like, oh, you want to come out to the bar with us? And he's like, oh, no, no, we can't. And I'm like, oh, why can't you? He's like, I'm 18. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm a waiter. Let's see your ID. <laughs> and he shows me his ID. And I'm like, dude, this is all in Japanese. There's no, like, there's no <laughs> numbers on it. Like, how, how the fuck are they going to know, right? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. So we bring him to the hard luck. <laughs> We sneak him in. The bouncer's giving him a hard time. I'm like, man, he's from Japan. He's 21. Let him in. He's like, all right, fine, fine. So he goes to his first hardcore show. He's like, he's down. He's, he's into it. He's down to come with us. So, like, shortly after we have a show with Gaojo, and we're like, Asma, like, come in the van. Like, we'll bring you to the show. It's going to be sick. It's in Milton. It's not too far away. So we're playing with trauma lanes. And, like, the, the show's going all right. Like, the nights, we're having fun. And we have a fill-in bass player at that time. So it's me, Mike, and Nate. And uh, Nate's girlfriend at the time. And we're there. And suddenly there's this commotion. And Mike and and Nate are like, where is asthma? Where is asthma? Like, Where did he go? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, he's 18 years old. Like, I think he can handle himself. (laughs) We're in Canada. And they're like, oh, no. So they're they're overreacting. They think Asma's abducted or something. They're outside the <laughs> venue causing a commotion. Everyone is like, what is going on? They're like, I'm looking for our friend. I'm looking for my friend. I'm standing there like, oh, guys, like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so we search around for, like, probably 15, 20 minutes. And Asma walks down the street. And these guys sprint over to him and, like, the 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 – greatest embrace you could ever see and just like hug this guy and they're like what's asthma where were you and he was like i went on a walk <laughs> and we're like oh my god man like don't do that again like, like, like what the hell? <laughs> you don't know you, don't have a phone you can't like, leave us he's like a toddler like you just got to make sure you someone's got eyes on asthma the entire time exactly it was like essentially like losing your kid in the grocery store yeah. and like you had like 20 minutes of panic where it's like oh my god he's never gonna come back and he and he's not worried at all no no <laughs> he's like he's off in outer space thinking whatever but he was he was hilarious he was a good sport about it we ended up finishing the show and it's a super awesome show with travel lands at the milton legion so that was super cool nice our other one that i would say um was with Galjet obviously as well and we were doing our EP release show mm-hmm. and we were throwing the show actually it was like the last show before COVID ever happened oh nice and so Anthony like lets us into the kill room which is he's the owner mm-hmm. and he's all like okay like set up your stuff just like make sure like you know you, like you take care of the place like whatever don't screw around kind of thing mm-hmm. and we're like okay six we're setting up our stuff and there's this guy there who we think is acting a little weird, you know, we're not sure like what's up with him, but he's yeah. talking to us a lot. We're like, okay. And I guess whatever he, he was like staying at the skate park. He like lived in the spare room or whatever. Okay. And, uh, 
so he's acting all strange to us and we're like okay so i'm setting up and and i go to the and i'm like all right nate like i'm gonna go to the bathroom like you hang out with this guy or whatever so i go to the bathroom and i'm standing there and if you've ever been in the kill room it's like literally like the size of a little closet it's really tiny so okay. i'm standing there and i'm like it's really smoky in here <laughs> and it's not weed smoke and it's not I, I don't know what it is so i go over to the guy and i'm like hey man like were you smoking in the bathroom? And he's like, oh, yeah, I just smoked a bunch of DMT in there. Oh, boy. And I was like, oh, my God. And he's standing there with Nate, and he's got throwing knives, and he's throwing knives at this dartboard. <laughs> and he's like, do you want to throw knives at me? And I'm like, um, no. <laughs> so I leave. Nate's standing there with the guy like, like, I guess this is a great idea. I'm going to throw knives at the guy. I, I just bounced. I was like, man, no way. I'm like, I'm like am I going to get high on DMT right now? That is a serious <laughs> fucking thing. Like, I don't want to be tripping balls right yeah. now. Yeah. I was fine. Obviously, I guess you can't get high off, like, secondhand DMT smoke or whatever. But, okay. Like, Jesus, was I uh, <laughs> was I thinking for a second? Jesus, I mean, I would be too. I mean, like it's just like anything. You inhale freaking, uh, you know, secondhand smoke from you know pot or freaking cigarettes. It's gonna have some sort of effect. Why wouldn't it with DMT? That's where exactly my brain would go. Yeah, so I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, and then I talked to Nate. Nate was like, "You're good, homie. You're good. <laughs> like, All right, we got this." Let's I like go. how I like how Nate knew. <laughs> he's like nah 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 i've looked into it you can't do that <laughs> nate's nate's a scientist he knows everything about the body <laughs> <laughs> nate this that's actually on his uh it's on his driver's license nate the scientist yeah nate the scientist space lord there yeah 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 yeah, yeah. space lord yeah nate the scientist space lord. he's gonna hate me for saying that <laughs> <laughs> that's okay What's uh? What's your go-to go uh gas station snack? Oh, gas station snack. Hmm, I'm not a big snacker necessarily. Oh, true. But I do like. I'm more like a drink guy. I like Arizona. I like Grape Arizona. Oh, Grape Arizona, nice. Yeah, nice. I've been. I like work next to this convenience store, so I guess it's not a gas station. But recently, I've been on cream soda, Dr Pepper. Oh, and that is like something next level. I don't know if I've had that. I'm not a big pop guy, but that is like, that's a good drink right I'm there. I'm going to write that down. Cream soda, Dr. Pepper. Man. <laughs> right they on. Better, they, they should, no, they should be plugging me right now. I want a PBR sponsorship, <laughs> all right? Past, past all day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm sure all the representatives are, are, are listening to this podcast. We're, we're fairly popular. Uh, <laughs> of course, of course. Got to do the plug where I can, right? Exactly, exactly. I've been doing this thing, and I, I'm hoping uh, the listeners have ca- caught on, but I've been doing this thing where I've been doing fake ad reads at the beginning of the show, uh, simply because I, like, I listen to a lot of podcasts myself, and uh, like I hear all the ad reads, and like, I don't have any sponsors, so I figured I would just have fun with it. So I've just been doing these <laughs> fake ad reads and i'm just been, i'm just having a blast with it and that is uh, too funny i i've even had someone reach out and be like oh i'm so glad that you, <laughs> i'm so glad that you got a sponsor now and I'm, i don't know i i can't recall if i even uh you know acknowledge that or not i was just want to be like i hope you know that it's a joke <laughs> yeah yeah just right over the head for them i guess <laughs> what's one of the best gigs you've ever played doesn't matter which uh with whatever band 
Um, I I really liked the very first show I ever played with Gouja. That like we weren't they were already a band and essentially they needed a new drummer at the okay. time. And um, we played with Respire and Infant Island. And I just always thought that was a super cool show. We played at Sneaky D's. Um, Respire, if you don't know, they have like a horn section. Yeah. Like, I think they got a violin, violin player. Yeah. And like all this stuff. And then, and then Infant Island is just this like crazy, like emotional kind of technical, like band. I don't really know how to describe them. Yeah. Like, super awesome they were from the states and like i just remember having like really fond memories of that my dad and his girlfriend came to the show and like they just nice. thought it was like super weird but cool i guess um there's obviously been like so many other cool shows but that one like really sticks that's the one that sticks out favorite. yeah just because it was like one of the first ones you know and mm-hmm. yeah actually we did we did a great like uh show actually as well in waterloo it's a venue that's not there anymore it's called uh harmony it was called harmony lunch we did a, a benefit for like homeless youth oh harmony like, lunch yeah that place ruled yeah so it was like I, I think it was like man it was like 20 or 30 bands we played like second last at like one in the morning and like i used to live in waterloo actually because it's like a university town uh invited all my homies out there and like we just like tore it down like it was such a good time like people were standing on tables i was like in the pit with my like crash symbol like nice like nate was like on the table the bartender screaming at him yelling him <laughs> to get down like it was just a good time and then, and then everybody cleared out after, and I felt really bad for the last band. But it's <laughs> it is what it is. Out. Yeah, after like twenty bands, you don't want to watch anymore, right? Hope, like, yeah, hopefully that doesn't become the thing. I think everyone's gonna just want to see every band when uh, when things like when the gates really open. I think everybody's like like yourself. You mentioned your show, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go to that one, like for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna, absolutely. I'm gonna miss I've been it. watching like jazz bands in the park because I like need music. It's you know, <laughs> like, and that's not like my, you know my forte. Right? I don't like love jazz, but right, you know, it's something. It's seeing something. It's yeah. curbing your, your. It's curbing something. Yeah, like even if we could see shows behind barriers or whatever i mean shows are going to come back it seems like right now anyways just because of being in phase three but right it's just going to take a little time obviously for everybody to get momentum and feel comfortable if uh if you were at the level of metallica so so let's say either gouge out or still numb they're at you guys are like one of the most well-known bands out there uh and you're going to play an arena show what's your rock star rider what's going to be in the green room for you as you walk in Oh, okay, okay. Definitely vegan food because half of our band is vegan. Native oh, cool. Americans, uh, don't eat meat, obviously, because they're vegan. Right. Um, definitely PBRs. Nice, nice. We like PBRs a lot. Like a keg. I feel like a keg would be excessive. I feel. I, I don't know if we all have <laughs> self control. Um, anything else? Definitely, I think vegan food and PBRs would, would be would be enough. That's you know? it, eh? Maybe, and maybe some weed. We all <laughs> like weed. Except Ayrton. Ayrton doesn't like weed. He's weird. He's vegan. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
he doesn't like weed. Eh? That's fine. No, not everybody likes to like have to like weed, but uh, I mean, yeah, you would probably want a little bit of weed in there since since you're, you're at the Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. Do you have any uh, gear share nightmares from playing in any shows? Like, uh, have you ever had any uh, bad experiences sharing any gear? Oh yeah, at our at our EP release show, I, I backlined the drum set, and the band before us like went straight through my bass drum head, so we had Ooh. to use another bass drum. Oh no! Um, I don't know. Nate can tell you better because he's like he loves to unplug his guitar and for his amps to break, especially <laughs> in the beginning of Gouge Out. So he would be able to better tell you than that than I would. Oh really? Eh? <laughs> um. I don't know. I've had my drums that like fall apart though, just because like people like have poorly like set it up or whatever. And right. like, like before you get there and you're like, Oh, I'm about to play. Oh no, no. Everything's falling apart. Yeah. Everything's uh, all my stands are adjusted and yeah. That's for the most part, like, every, like, especially in the Ontario scene, like everyone's so respectful and like, yeah. Like, you know, like, you like only really share the stuff that you d- aren't gonna break, like cabs. And, right. I mean, you still can mess up a cab or whatever, but <laughs> like we've always been super careful, and I would hope like other bands would give us the same courtesy. So like, I don't think we've had any like sort of gear share nightmares, really. Oh, that's good. Well, that's good. Other than when every band is like, I don't want to bring the drum set. And then everyone brings their van and everyone <laughs> has drums. And then you're in the venue and it's like seven drum sets in there. And you're like, well, fuck me, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then friggin' changeover is at least 20 minutes. Oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. So yeah. if you play drums, don't bring your drums. Don't- don't bring them. Bring them. <laughs> one, one guy bring them. One guy bring the drums. And, and establish it easily. In these freaking gear chair sh- uh, share chats, drummers should be like, I'm the drummer. Y'all should, if there's any other drummers in this chat, kick them right out. Kick, get them rid of them. <laughs> no more drummers. Yeah. Get them, just, I am the drummer of the night. Listen to me. I'm bringing my kit. Like, I'll see shows like, like in, it'll be like two months out. The guy will be like, all right, like, Who's bringing the drums? No response. No response. No response. Two <laughs> days before, so like, who's bringing the drums, man? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then it, and then it's that case that you just said. Everyone shows up with the drum kit, and it's like, man, it's it's the it's the bands that really don't look at the gear share chat, and they're like, uh, what do I do? Like, <laughs> yeah, just bring everything. Yeah, just bring everything. We're just gonna play out of our stuff. We're comfortable with it. And it's like, you guys have the exact same cabs. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh my god yeah for sure for sure uh now this is a big one but i'm sure you could be able to answer it what are some of your top five artists of all time oh I, that's actually not that hard okay uh, yeah, good, good. i love not loose like yeah amazing like i i just love like their aggressive style like pop culture is my favorite album ever like it's only five songs, but it's five songs of pure just like smashing. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just I love that album. Uh Touche Amore is a big one for me. Love mm-hmm. Touche Amore. Um I mean I like counterparts. Who doesn't like counterparts with from Hamilton? Exactly. You can't go wrong counterparts. Um getting more uh like 
bands like Citizen, like Citizen was a super big one for me, and Title Fight too. Like totally, when we first started writing uh, like our record for it's still not like it started off sounding like Title Fight, and then it ended up being like what it is now, I guess. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so like I definitely love that band. One more. Uh, Expire too. Expire was an awesome. Oh band. yeah, yeah, yeah. Expire, uh, they were super cool. Yeah, um, like just like great New York style hardcore, like super cool. Like oddly enough, I've seen like counterparts Expire and Knock Loose all at one show together. One so, show, like, eh? Yeah, it was insane. It was like, uh, it had I think it had to be like back in like 2016 when they were just touring like either their first record or like laugh tracks. I'm not exactly sure. That's cool. Yeah. Knock Loose is awesome, but I don't want to see them headline. It's too long. <laughs> An hour of Knock Loose. Like, you I get exhausted. You it's, I love you guys, but it's too long of a breakdown. <laughs> That's fair. Do you, do, you, uh, do you see that they're like trying to get rid of like the, the like mural for the Hyperview re- cover for Title Fight? Yeah. Yeah. I saw Sally um, post about that. Yeah. 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 It's really bummy. Like, it's definitely a cool piece of art. I don't know why they would want to cover it, but you know, yeah, money is money is runs the world, right? That's so. that's just it. That's just it. Well, right on, right on. Well, thank you so much, Ben, for taking the time to do this for me. I think we're going to end off the episode there. Where can the listeners find Still Numb and Gouge Out and all the social medias? And if there's anything else that you have left to plug or give any shout outs to, now would be the time. Okay, um, you can find Gouja and Stillnom and like anywhere you stream music. So YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, buy our stuff on Bandcamp. Like it's sick to make money, like I said. <laughs> um, we're going to be doing a t-shirt pre-order probably pretty soon. So nice. keep your eye out for that. Our socials are at Stillnom Music and at Gouja. Um shout outs to sour jelly king she did all our album art she's a photographer and model Uh, i met her through tattooing she's a super cool lady super awesome photography shout outs to maddie g guy takes amazing photos he took photos for us in the studio that we've been slowly trickling out over instagram and like Shout out to Cole Frank. He's such a funny roommate. Like, what a good guy. It's always being so supportive. Check out Single Wound. Like, they're amazing homies. They make a, amazing music. Like, yeah. Right on, right on. So we're going to end the show with the song called Surroundings by Still Numb. Take it easy, Ben. Take it easy, Phil. Have a good one.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Banecdotes. That was my conversation with Ben Bagby of Still Numb, Gouge Out, and Tattoo Apprentice. We got the show started off with a Gouge Out tune called Nine-Eyed. And in the middle there, we played Half-Truth by Still Numb. And at the end there, that was Surroundings by Still Numb. That was their single that they released. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe, rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at Banecdotes, B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. If you want to be a part of the show in any capacity, whether it's a guest or have your music featured on the New Music of the Month episode, shoot me an email, banecdotes at gmail.com. All right, folks, I'm out of here. Take it easy.